in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bully-proofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show, Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. To receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, today we're going to be discussing ways to help make planning for retirement easier. Retirement planning, you know, it doesn't need to be difficult. You just need some tips here to help smooth out the process. And that's what we're going to do today. For James, many people, the idea of redesigning their investment portfolio and their financial life for retirement, it can be overwhelming. It's a different phase of life. It requires different tools and methods and approaches and even a different mindset to prepare for. Now, after all, when you're out there doing what you've done, you've done things a certain way, let's say, throughout your working career, mostly participating in in, uh, employer-sponsored plans or maybe a little bit of IRA and Roth IRA on the side, just not truly sure what you're doing, where you're going to take it all, how it's all going to come together. It's just time to, well, it's time to recognize that you have some stockpiled money set away, uh, qualified retirement accounts, you maybe diligently paid off some debt, supported your family and your lifestyle all along the way. And then it's like, well, pivot time, what's next? Well, for most people, the standard of living is dictated in their lives by the amount of money they take home each and every month from their wages and employment. So this could be a very, very big transition. You know, going from that sure thing paycheck and living off of it, maybe overindulging on the full every dollar, every cent of it and not actually saving as much, say privately. And in addition to some company sponsored savings programs, it is a big transition point. And when that check, well, when that paycheck goes away, you know, hint, hint, you're retired, things can get a bit complicated. And we believe that we can iron out any of the wrinkles of the complication simplify it, make it successful and easy to follow, kind of on autopilot, and demystify so much of it. Because I would say in the end, once it's all laid out and the plan is in place, you won't find it nearly as uh, complicated in hindsight in the rearview mirror of life as you will have looked back and said, you know what, there's just some, it's wrought with some anxiety and fear and uncertainty. Because again, it's just such a new phase. So we want to help you identify a few things that you can do to make that planning for retirement smoother and the financial decisions come with it a bit easier too. All right. So let's get to the thought-provoking questions that tie into today's show. And Greg, feel free to chime in wherever you see fit. So for starters, what are some of the most important decisions that come along with retirement and also planning for retirement? What are these decisions? We're talking about not only your financial decisions, emotional, but also psychological decisions and who you are going to work with. What type of investment advisory firm are you going to work with? Are you going to work with a one-trick pony, which is to say they only sell insurance? 
or they only sell market-based investments? Or would you work with more of a holistic advisory firm, someone who can do all of these different things as the need is appropriate to your situation? That number one is huge. When you think about the most important decisions that come along with retirement that are that are not, there's not a do-over in many cases. So you got to get it right and treat it importantly um, in terms of uh, make the best possible decision. Getting the best possible input, that's another point you're making. Who are you going to work with? You need to work with someone. It's been proven many, many times over again that major decisions result better through counsel and ongoing counsel of people who are informed, well-informed, and can give different perspective, insight, and direction. And at your weaker times, be a a pillar of strength, uh, a hand up to help you along and seeing things less emotionally. Um, more objectively, because you are the subject of your own retirement. Therefore, there's a tendency for us all to fall into some form of subjectivity. And that's dangerous when you need the best possible information to, if you will, cultivate the best possible outcomes. So, you know, not only who you work with, which buckets of money, what tax type of buckets, are they tax deferred, tax free, tax trapped, uh, tax deferred, tax trapped are very similar, tax friendly already paid taxes on it. What sequence are you going to take from it? Where is your source of cash flow going to come from? How certain do you want that source of cash flow? How risk-oriented do you want some or all of your investments? You know, it just, it goes on. How do you prepare for future tax and future legacy? What if you die sooner than later? What impact does that have, whether it's you or your significant other? Where does a a reality check of uh, entering into a nursing home you know, years before you thought that you would be finished with most of your retirement journey, leaving you at a new address, separate of your significant other, with a very large amount of expenditures added to the tune of seven to $9,000 per month just for your care if you're the one that goes to the nursing home. These are critical decisions to address up front. And James, that's all surrounding your first point. Most important decisions that come along with retirement. Please go on with some of these others here. Oh, here's another one. What are some of the options for your 401k, 403b, other types of employer-sponsored plans when you retire? Now, here's what that really means. Should you just simply automatically roll this over into an IRA? What is maybe the pros and the con of doing that? So for starters, there are many people out there who've worked for these major corporations that they do have the opportunity for what's called the net unrealized appreciation, the NUA, of separating cost basis from the capital appreciation of their employer-sponsored plans. So if that's something that might fit your situation, by all means, make sure that you have an analysis done first prior to doing that perhaps fateful rollover of your employer plan to an IRA. Hey, James, you're talking about employer plans right there, for example. We're all facing the headwinds of political landscape change, taxation change, even the way that uh, that retirement programs for all businesses, particularly small businesses, are you listening? Three to five employees, you might be impacted by the impending um, next, you know, what was the Secure Act 2 that may require you with three to five employees or more. That's getting on down to this much smaller footprint of a small business now, isn't it? That will require you to set up some type of deferred retirement savings program for your employees. Now, some form of an IRA, some kind of maybe newbie IRA, we're not quite sure. Legislation is not clear. It's not, it's not passed. 
but it's looking like it's moving on down the pipeline. So you're a small business owner and probably a key employee of the same business. Give us a call. We need to talk about that, let alone your eventual retirement as a byproduct of saving through such programs. So, James, another one. You're just on number two here. And look where we are with well, there's so much more. Let's go on the other side of the coin. This is for the large employers and the employees of those who may not be fully accepting of the so-called mandates that are being passed on by the government. And you might be facing an option of either take the, the vaccine or whatever this shot is being called or exit stage left. And if you do decide to exit stage left, that means leave the employer. What do you do with those monies that are in that employer-sponsored plan? So there are many people who just simply don't feel comfortable taking one of these vaccines, and therefore they might be forced with the decision of either take the shot, keep your job. And if you decide to do something other than keeping your job, well, then the decision comes what you do with the monies that are in your retirement plan. And once again, that's something that we can help you with the, the process. Yeah, we'll set you up on a plan. Make sure you make the right decision. Take the best approach to it. Get that 401k or 403b rolled over to an IRA and start privately funding your plan. Not the company's plan, but the plan you have for yourself and those you care about. Take advantage of this time to escape a 401k from an employer. Don't put it in a new 401k plan of a next employer. Get it out to the IRA. See us about this. We'll help you analyze all your financial options as you're facing a true uh, moment of you know decision. So that's that's happening out there to the tens of thousands of people affected in an employment decision to make a voluntary or involuntary exit from that employer well before you ever intended on doing so. Good point, James. And here's another one. Should you have all debt paid off prior to retirement or should you just simply have your debt under control? This is where you hear terms like leverage, arbitrage. And right now, the cost of money is extremely inexpensive. That means you can get a long-term mortgage and pay three, maybe three and a half percent for a fixed rate mortgage over either 15 or even longer a period of time, like a 30-year mortgage. Man, if you can lock in three or three and a half percent money for 30 years, your money, your money that's not obligated into paying that debt off immediately can do a lot of things in your future. I know that might sound contrary to some advice out there, but these are very unique times. And for some people, your best approach is actually not settling some large debt when you have the resources to do so at any time and have your money make an appearance somewhere else to your benefit, almost becoming your own bank. It is never a bad thing to be completely debt free. But at the same time, there are different ways that you can actually profit more by just simply keeping your debt under control and then investing the dollars as you see fit or as might be appropriate in your situation. There's more. There's much more. I'll phone up at the office 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors 
Advisors, LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are an independent RIA. That's a registered investment advisory firm. We do work for clients and not companies. That's Main Street and not Wall Street. If you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 43B, some type of employer-sponsored plan, even perhaps an NUA analysis, here's the point about all this. If you're no longer with the company, then as a rule, your money should not be there either. So we can help you roll that out into a tax-neutral IRA, maybe or perhaps do the NUA analysis first. Here's what also it does. It lets you take control of your money. So give us a call, 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Okay, ways to help make planning for retirement easier. Doesn't need to be difficult, just with some tips. We can help smooth out the process when we sit down, visit together. We'll take a look at your current investments, your goals and objectives. We will help you map out a comprehensive financial plan. We'll make specific recommendations on how to invest how to tool and equip that plan for the greatest probability of success, your success for the rest of your forever. We'll take a look at such things as your legacy planning. Do you have all the the, uh, estate planning documents, power of attorneys, uh, medical, financial, uh, wills, spillover, pour over wills, trusts, whatever you might need. We'll take a look and make sure that some of these things can get off your plate, off your shoulders and to the point where it's all done. All you have to do is succeed and enjoy your retirement. You know, we left off with some questions. We were going through a few that just brought up, you know, questions, beget questions sometimes. Important decisions about retirement. Who are you going to work with? You better work with someone. Someone who's holistic like us makes the most sense because we can handle all of it. Estate planning, insurance, investments, financial management, financial planning, income planning, Social Security maximization, pension maximization, Medicare, health care gap, long-term care. I mean, the list goes on. Tax efficiency, tax preparation, tax advisory. Why would you want anything less than a full team of consult working in your corner, in your huddle, for every quarter of every game, for the rest of the seasons of your life, so you can have winning seasons, bring home the big trophy. That is looking back someday and saying, well done, well done. Heard um, heard many times, probably the same person or a couple have heard at different sources, but The quality of your life may be shaped by the quality of your questions. So, James, we were just discussing some questions. If you have a 401k, 403b, let's roll it over if you're no longer at the company. Just like James said during the the, uh, intro coming back in, we left off with some of you out there facing voluntary and involuntary decisions as it regards your employment. That if you're not taking the vaccine or if it's just time for a buyout or they're taking out people 55 and better, kind of take the old dogs off to... uh, to clear the budget for some you know, next-gen workers and just all kinds of situations, conditions. I know I didn't say that the most compliant way, but we're not an HR company. We're a financial management company. We just deal in the facts. And you know that that's the reality out there in corporate America. Sometimes you just don't get the nod anymore. And we know it's a wink and a nod as the reasons why. You cost too much, whatever. But you still have to confront the decision, make the best possible one. So we're talking to you. We want to help you. It's complimentary. That means it's free. We'll get to the point of full plan, full recommendations, all the facts you need to make the best informed decision before we even ask you to consider. So do you see a fit? 
If so, let's work together. If not, keep us in mind. We agree to disagree and we hope to see you later. It's that simple. But we'll fully assess and analyze all of your current positions. Find out if you're in over your head and risk and at a higher risk than you thought you were. Have inefficiencies, redundancies, too many spreads, fees, margins, and loads inside the mutual funds and the types of financial instruments you're using. If you have a variable annuity, race us to the office. You probably got it from a bank or a register rep or a broker from a major Wall Street firm that runs Super Bowl commercials. You need to know what that is. From Oftentimes, it's a, it's a ticking uh, time bomb, a powder keg, ready to go off, filled with anywhere from 3 to 5% unnecessary costs on top of whatever, perhaps, advisory fee. They're getting more of your money than you are for retirement. So you might get through retirement, but there'll be very little to nothing left out of those types of products for your beneficiaries and heirs. I could go on, but I shouldn't. Quality of life based on quality questions. James, what are some more questions before we transition to more of the show? Well, the next one has to do with the budget. And this is also leading into cash flow, your income plan. Do you have reliable sources of income during retirement? Now, let's start with Social Security. And here's the good news and the bad news both about the Social Security program. So for starters, it's going to stay solvent, not just for the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, but the next 30 years. And here's why. The government will do one thing that they do extremely well, which is continue to raise taxes on the program. So since the mid-1980s, the benefits from Social Security have been subject to taxation, either directly or indirectly subject to taxation. Now, every single year since the mid-1980s, the government has also raised taxes on the program every single year. So guess what they're going to continue to do? So, yes, that's both the good news and the bad news, right? The bad news is they're going to continue to raise taxes, but the good news is the program is going to stay solvent. So enough of that. But going back to the other sources of income and also the amount of your income, how reliable is your cash flow? How reliable is your income? Do you even have an income plan when it comes to the retirement? How hard do you hit your nest egg or will you need to hit your nest egg when it comes to funding or paying for the retirement? And also, in what sequence will these need to be tapped as well? How might expenses change during retirement compared to pre-retirement? That's like saying when you're in your accumulation phase versus your distribution phase, you're still working, you're still accumulating versus now you're retired and you're de-accumulating. How is that going to be different? How is that going to change? And then this one seems counterintuitive. How do you expect the unexpected, right? How do you plan for these unpredictable expenses that may pop up or most likely will pop up during retirement. And if you have access to pensions, what factors should be considered when evaluating the payout options? This is like saying door number one versus door number two. Do you take the lump sum payout option if one exists? Do you annuitize it? Which is to say, turn it into the monthly payouts that you think of normally when you hear the word pension. Now, when you do that, you do know that you lose control of your money. And many of you kind of wrestle with that. Should I take the lump sum and stay in control of my money and maybe not be able to build as much monthly income as the company's offering through an annuitization of a monthly payment for us my life? Or should you just take the big check that they offer on a monthly basis and have nothing of control? If you need more money, there is no more money for you. If you think that uh, after a couple of pension checks, you get hit by a train and uh, your, your people are going to get money. Well, maybe a surviving spouse, if you chose survivor's benefits, but the rest of your people, your legacy, your beneficiaries and heirs, They're just, they're dead out of luck. So there are options. And I must say, we have more options and better options than we've ever had on duplicating or replicating the type of annuity payment you would get each month 
without necessarily an annuity, maybe an annuity. And, but the bottom line is you stay in control of your money, having your cake, which is controlling your money and eating it too, which is taking your monthly cash flow that you want. We can replicate most of the most competitive payouts your company's offering. Of course, their payouts are competitive, right? They know they're going to beat your, your beneficiaries out of the rest of your money for the rest of their forever. So that's how they do it. They front load it. I mean, no news there. I mean, it's not sinister or anything. It's just it, like many of these things, they're just facts. You need to be on the right side of facts. You need to be in possession of the right set of information so you can make these clearly these best decisions about the most important decisions that come along with retirement. And last but not least is what does this do as far as the standard of living? Can you maintain the same or at least a similar standard of living during retirement? Greg, what's next? You know, sometimes I think we sound like we're some kind of national broadcast of people that you would never see that come to you from an ivory tower that now I'm not saying we're celebrities or anything, but you can be so easily misguided over a simple radio program and radio format that's talking about whatever it is from, you know, car repair to money and markets. But I can tell you when you're listening right now, like you are to us, we are who you come see. We're not spokespersons or people. We're not retired people from the old firm that just show up to to rain make and bring in interest and prospects like you. No, we're the advisors. This is our company. This is our team. You are our prospects. You are our consumer investor clients. We're talking to you so that we can work with you. We're who you're going to see. Just keep that in mind. I don't know if we emphasize that often enough in the in the day where most radio programs you listen to are regional or national. They're just plug and play on a weekly basis or daily basis, even in some markets, because, you know, the days where radio stations have DJs and people sitting in a box bringing you live content, those days are gone. We're still here. We're still here. We're live to you to discuss things like this. And we want you to come see us as we get to see you and stare across the table, eyeball to eyeball about these important things in your life. Just wanted to share that, James. All right. There's more. There's much more. Our phone about the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned and listen to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. Detox Station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Morton. We are an independent registered investment advisor firm. We do work for clients, not companies. And it really does all start with a plan. That means actually having a plan, knowing what you own and why you own it. So whether you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, IRA rollover, investment strategies, retirement planning, income planning, tax planning, social security maximization, Roth conversion analysis, NUA analysis, perhaps for some even an in-service rollover, all these and more, we can help. 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinanceadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinanceadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, y'all. Well, James, sounds like we have a stable full of ponies, not just one-trick horses. I'm glad to know that. Making this holistic practice a reality in the lives of clients, all we can do is encourage people to use more of the services to get the exponential benefit because retirement should be a holistic discussion. There's so many elements. Everything you just rattled off, taxes, insurance, investment, financial planning, estate planning, NUA analysis for highly appreciated stock of the company stock in 401ks, 
All those are resonating towards an appropriate outcome for you, the highest probability of success. Why would you want anything less? Why? <clears throat> anyway, you know, James, we love making things easier. That's part of it. And retirement planning, well, it can seem complicated at times, particularly if, you know, it's just not what you do. It's clearly what we do and we do every day. For example, some tips and tools and strategies that we can put into your overall plan in financial life to make retirement kind of a decision tree. And we want it to be, from your perspective, decision free. And the whole planning of those obstacles that come along, having a plan, just like entering into a game with a game plan. See those coaches on the sidelines and the players in the field, they have they have tabulated play after play listed. They're talking to the, the booth. They're getting analysis from the team. They're ready for every situation to run a play or counter play against. Even the players, they have something on their sleeve they refer down to. These are the physical representations. What you should have is your roadmap of financial success. That's what we'll place in your hands and into your households. Okay, it makes things a whole lot easier. Some of the reasons as to why retirement planning can be difficult for some people, well, it's due to the fact that just so much regarding your life changes when you retire. Your regular uh, daily routine changes. For some, it's better. It's filled with pickleball and, uh, you know, and, and activities and golf and just fun things, exercise, yoga. It's like, hey, how do I ever have time to work? This is great. And um, the more beautiful the weather, the more active you are. These are all relevant choices. Regular daily routine changes definitely come along with this package, or they should. Your income and your monthly cash flow may change. Should you rely upon, uh, James was talking about all these, like, you know, isms that are out there, if you will, about what you anticipate about retirement. Are you going to need 70% of your original income in the days of working? You're going to need 80% in your household? Well, no, you need what you need, and we need to establish that work together so then we can plan how you're going to go get the monthly cash flow, the supplemental cash flow to your other forms of income every month of every year for the rest of your retirement. The way you create income may change. It's clearly not working in exchange for a paycheck, right? It's having your money work for you to throw off the fruit of income, interest, dividends, and yields so that you can use that as your cash flow while your underlying investments, your orchard grows while you're living off some fruit. We want to see your orchard get so healthy that you don't even need to live off all the fruit. You'll have surplus fruit, which can go back into investing in new orchards, right? Your spending and what you spend money on can change. Your earning potential may be decreased or even eliminated. You go from full-time to part-time to no time at all. What are you going to do? That's the stuff that gets people. I think it's as much psychological and some adjustments as it is the physical aspects of financial matters. So it's easy to understand how impactful it can be uh, when, you know, this can can be to move into the, the retirement phase of your life for you, your significant other, and your, your whole family, really. You may not be picking up as many lunches, dinners, and family vacations. You might have to pick up every other. You know, what is your actual metric for successful retirement? Let's get together and find out. Well, and let's kind of like take a step backwards and look at the different phases of life. And there's typically two or three, depending upon your situation. So the first one, which is a very distinctly different phase, is the accumulation phase. Yes, that means you still are working. You still have a job. You still have a paycheck, whether it's a W-2-based wage employment or you're self-employed. Nevertheless, you have some type of earned income coming in. That's the accumulation phase. Now, for most people, they also have some type of retirement plan. That means a 401k, 403b, perhaps you're privately investing at that time as well, and you might have an IRA. Then we get into, well, what is the tax status of these different types of accounts? Is it traditional, which is where 
the monies have never been taxed? Or is it Roth where you're paying taxes essentially on the seeds versus the harvest? So the younger you are, the more that we lean towards a Roth, but at the same time, it's as much a tax decision as it is an investment decision when it comes to that decision tree of traditional versus Roth. Sometimes the very best decision is to kind of split the baby per se, do some traditional and some Roth, not just all in one or all in the other one. Once again, it is really dependent upon your tax situation more than anything else. Now, when it comes to how you invest, once again, most people, when they're still relatively young, we this is like the typical way to say how to invest is to say you should at least be somewhat aggressively invested in the market. That does mean that you should have all your money at risk at all times because some people just simply are not wired that way. So if this is something that keeps you up at night, makes you where you lose sleep and it makes those stomach acids start turning, that means you're too heavily invested in market risk for your comfort level. Everyone is like a sleep number bed, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has a risk number as well. Yours may not be 100 at all times. That's fine. That's just, there's not a one right way to invest. There's not necessarily a wrong way to invest. There's just simply what is the most applicable way for you, whether it's the individual you or the collective you of how to invest. Greg, what's next on phase number two? Well, I was just, I, I like to listen to how you're positioning all that just so clear and so straightforward. Uh, phase two, we call that, as many do, preservation and income phase. Okay, you're going into income as a form of distribution that you're taking from it. So you're trying to kind of to preserve it while you're receiving it. And uh, for some, you're a little more apt to allow it to be more growth oriented still. And um, so between that first phase of accumulation and the second phase of income, when James is talking about you may not be so comfortable with a certain amount of risk. Um, and it has a lot to do with timeline, you know, time horizon. Well, here's a thought. You know, just like we're saying phase one's accumulation phase, phase two is preservation income phase. Well, you can have a three bucket concept to these phases. You can have bucket number one being more liquidity oriented, cash oriented. Maybe it has a little conservative growth to it, but it's liquid as you need it because you'll need it. We could plan out some monthly payments from that bucket for a period of time, maybe five years or so. And then the balance of your money, we could take and split it again with um the bucket number two being more midterm, moderate growth, balanced, not a lot of not a lot of risk because it's going to be the next bucket of money to come online about six years out or so to start picking up your monthly income where the first bucket's exhausted. And then bucket number three, just for simplicity purposes, but it's not much different than this in reality. Bucket number three could be where you're you're holding the most risk. We have no dependency on it in the first 10 to 12 years. It can go out there and enjoy a time horizon that can be more risk oriented for a focus on growth since, again, there'd be no distributions from it. And then as the time comes closer to start using those funds for, for your cash uh, income, supplemental cash flow, et cetera, we start to reposition the whole process over again by breaking that bucket up into three new buckets and so forth. So there's a lot of ways for you even to still have some of your money at a higher risk level and you'd be able to tolerate it too. All kinds of ways. Just felt like I needed to interject that. So, you know, in this phase, number two, preservation and income, you go from accumulating to deaccumulating, paying yourself back with your own money over long periods of time. That's the retirement cash flow story. You go from having a regular paycheck from your employer to hopefully having paychecks generated from sources like Social Security, your IRAs, your other buckets of money, annuities. If you like guarantees of income, like a guaranteed paycheck for life, like another Social Security check, 
like another pension check in your home or perhaps even a pension itself. If you can still find one of those, I hope you have one. Uh, they're, they're enviable to say the least to see people have that guarantee of a social security guarantee of a pension check where most of their cash flow is already covered before they start reaching for their own buckets of money. So if those paychecks don't end up being enough to live on comfortably, then of course we need to develop the strategy to take additional income from the money you saved from that accumulation phase one and get it started generating income in this phase two. James, we'll continue on this. Very important. We're talking cash flow and retirement at this point. Yes. And just a reminder about risk tolerance. It's not always dependent upon your age. There are many people who are in their 70s, perhaps even their 80s, and they still appreciate, perhaps even enjoy market risk. So there's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Calls we can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. Detox Station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show, Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borton. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford. We also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, continuing with ways to help make planning for retirement easier. We talked about the accumulation phase where you're dedicated towards savings, building up, you know, um, socking away the money for someday you retire to phase two, which is more of the, um, you know, it's a distribution phase. It's a dis distribution income. You want to preserve it, protect it by some measure, have the appropriate risk allocation, have the right investments to support cash flow. Because in this phase, you're transitioning to retirement where you turn on a pension if you have one. Social Security check selection, we'll, we'll need to look at the maximization of your Social Security to make sure that you and uh, your significant other make the right timing decision as to the check. And there's some planning that can be done around that, of course. So when you find out whether those sources of income are sufficient or enough, or enough for you or not, if they're not, we determine what the gap is and fill the gap in with these other investment resources. Because you'll have things that pop up to deal with too, like you know, health insurance. You'll be making decisions maybe of a lump sum versus an annuitization of a pension if your company's offering you the payout of your pension in one or two formats. Uh, we'll help assess that. You'll have some final debt payoff decisions to confront, which debts you might consider taking with you into retirement and budgeting around versus those that you want to resolve. So that's that phase. And whether or not you have enough money for income and cash flow to sustain your desired standard of living, you'll become confident and comfortable in understanding what that standard of living average is on a monthly basis. So we can match your inflows with your outflows accordingly. So it's, it's a really fun, exciting and a little bit spooky period. That really is the part where people grow concerned. Can they do it? Well, we'll get you into that phase. We we'll get you moving along successfully through that phase. And it takes you to another phase, James. What yes. is that? Phase number three, it's inevitable for everyone, and it's called the distribution phase. And we don't mean necessarily distributing your dollars to yourself while you're still alive. We mean that when you die and your loved ones are in line to hopefully inherit whatever is left over, that means your legacy. It makes sense to have a well-thought-out plan. That means a legacy plan to pass along your assets in the most efficient 
and hopefully also the most tax efficient ways possible. So yes, it, it does seem like some people go straight from the accumulation phase to the distribution phase. And that just means they work till they drop. It's a sad reality for some, a necessary thing for others. And still there are others that they feel like if they stop working, they're going to simply die. And so they continue to work. That being said, for our discussion today, we're going to focus, or at least we'd like to focus, on the transition items that you should consider when moving from the first phase, which is accumulation phase, to hopefully the second phase, which is more the preservation phase. And there are some specific things, and they're not really the only things, but they're what we're going to focus on first to help make retirement, the, the so-called decision tree, make it easier. So if you choose to focus on these areas proactively, that means having a plan ahead of time, you likely will be one step ahead, maybe even several steps ahead of the sometimes difficult retirement planning process. Greg? Well, five things to make the process easier to kind of break it down. Cash emergency fund or liquidity bucket. It's one of the first things you need to do is to make sure that you have enough emergency fund cash on hand. That just really means liquid and available. Some people say that's three months of cash at the bank. Others say it's six. I lean towards more like three cash in the bank. All the rest could be in a very conservative investment and be available to you that it, so long as it's liquid, conservative, has very little volatility, but has an opportunity to grow and offset inflation. I'm a happy camper and I, we think you should be too. So that's just making that nice and easy. Because after all, whether your number is $2,000 set aside or 20 grand, whatever your number is, there is a way to keep it liquid and on hand and also liquid and almost on hand, but doing something for you and not just mothballed. So, well, here's a reminder. Liquidity means different things to different people. Liquidity, like if it's at your local bank within an hour, if you need 5,000, 10,000, whatever the number happens to be, it's liquid within an hour. If you have it invested in a brokerage account, that means it's liquid within a week. At worst case scenario, a week. Typically, it takes three business days for trades to settle. So that's the three business days plus one more to go from, you know, there to here. When it comes to your brokerage account to your bank, you might as well just simply say a week at that point. Now, according to data from the Federal Reserve, two out of five, yes, that's 40% of American adults, don't actually have even $400 available for emergency purposes. So we look at emergency funding. This is where we first start with solving that need first. Then if you want to go in further, this is where the median, and for those people who don't remember what median stands for, median means half of us do and half of us do not. So 50% of the American households out there have less than 5,000 in their savings account. The other 50% do have at least 5,000 in their savings account. So the bottom line for all these different numbers, all these different statistics, is that to be able to avoid drawing additional money from taxable investment accounts when random expenses needs arises. You don't want to have to be taking withdrawals from the investments for every single unexpected expense that occurs. So a little planning ahead of time will save you a lot of money in taxes down the road, around the quarter, maybe as soon as next April, next March, whenever you file your taxes. So let's look at another one, debt payoff. The next area of focus here is on your debt and liability. Now, obviously, if you paid off your debts before retirement, that's uh, a great goal. If you achieved it, congratulations to you. I just hope it didn't come at the cost of you setting enough sum of money aside and taking advantage of the time value of money. 
if you spent the last 15 years leading up to retirement trying to accomplish paying off all forms of debt at any cost, but you lost the 15 years of at the same time coterminously and on a parallel track saving money forward for this moment in time, then you may have just been a little overzealous on that. There's a balance. What is the cost of money? What type of debts are we talking about? You know, we consult with plenty of retirees who entered retirement with like outstanding mortgages. Well, maybe that's good, bad, or indifferent. If it's cheap money, maybe you budget that in. Credit card debt, yeah, I'd like to see those resolved on a monthly basis if you use it for points, credits, and cash back. And, you know, student loans from children or grandchildren, ouch. Uh, I think we ought to have a serious talk about that. Uh, who's really responsible for what? Other types of debt also apply, but... What the bottom line is here is that we want to assess the type of debt, its purpose, the asset it's associated with, if it's depreciable, with the, whether it's appreciable or depreciable, and really the cost of money in carrying it. You know, we could go on and on with all kinds of statistics here. I mean, we can help you accelerate a payment schematic so that you solve for debt, all that uh, 101 stuff about snowballing and blah, blah, blah. I just, you know, you can go on. There's just different ways to attack it. But first, you need to know if you should even be attacking it and which one and what sequence and why. That's part of real financial planning, and that's where you really need to be. So I'll just kind of leave it at that, James. We won't go into statistics about who's carrying a mortgage and all that stuff. Either have one or you don't. It's part of, the, part of the planning process. We'll figure it out. There's a best way to cut that carpet. Come and see us. We can, we can help. Right. Now, not just the financial aspect, but other aspects, too, when it comes to emotions and psychological factors. What does retirement life look like? And also, what are you going to do with your time? So if you're considering retirement, if you've not yet actually pulled the trigger just yet, have you really broken it down in terms of what you're going to be spending all of your so-called newfound time doing? That means if you were working Monday through Friday from nine to five, now all of a sudden you wake up on Monday after retirement, you don't have to go to work. What are you going to do? Are you going to relax? You're going to fix the house up? You have a honey-do list that's a mile long, maybe just a half mile long. Mm-hmm. Going to go visit with the family, going to go golfing, going to go bowling. As Greg mentioned, pickleball, it's a thing. Check it out. But anyways, what are you going to do with your time? Yeah, thinking about those those types of uh, activities, what is the price tag? It's been said that if you look at someone's checkbook register, you'll see where their heart and passion and interest are. Well, it works both ways. Whatever your heart, passion and interest is, is going to take some financing. It's time to figure out what those are, what they'll cost, and how it impacts your budget. Make sure we get the cash flow right for you. Uh, another good question to consider is, you know, what will these things you might spend your life doing, again, actually cost on a regular basis? We're not talking one-off dream vacations. We're talking about the things you're going to fill your weeks, week after week, year after year with. It's discretionary, but it doesn't mean it's cheap. Now, some people do have very inexpensive hobbies, and they love them. That's great. Uh, sign me up, but um, the others, not so much. And so we just need to know it's the right budget for your interest that's right for you. And then the next part comes to the plan itself. That means having a plan that also has details. Yes, details are important. They do matter. Start with the categories of, yes, I want to have either debt paid down or uh, debt paid off, but also how are you going to do that? You should include details as much as possible whenever it's applicable. And the right financial vehicles to be used to accomplish all the above. They can vary. The risk can vary. The objectives vary. The cost, the outcomes, the results, the returns, uh, the income production that they provide, just all kinds. And the tax efficiency of it. We could go on. That gives you a good idea of those five. So let's get together soon. 
Yes, our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Now, on behalf of Greg, myself, James, we want to thank you for listening today. Have a great week, and remember this. It's money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. <laughs>